0: Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit
1: back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can
0: get your edge in the marketplace. And now to the show.
1: What's going on, folks? Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is the grand finale, the final episode of season three our 20 episode season three, episode 79. A little bit overdue, but uh, I'm excited to get this out right before Christmas because today I sit down for about 45 minutes and chat with Matt, the owner and founder of Firebox Cases. If you haven't checked him out, you definitely need to do that, fireboxcases.com. And when you, uh, when you grab your graded card case, use Breaker Culture as your promo code, one word, Breaker Culture, and get 10% off your order. Make sure I plug that because I, I definitely asked Matt for that at the very beginning. This but here, but here's the deal. So I I have a little bit of an overflow problem where I have some graded cards piling up. It's getting a little out of hand in my office. And um, my wife challenged me to organize a little better. And uh, so I did. I look for some I looked for a solution. And I just came across firebox cases and I thought, man, I, I really like the looks of these. And I, I love the fact that they're 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 water resistant, they're fire resistant. I can put a padlock on it. I can slip them in in my, uh, in my closet and and be good to go. And so I, uh, I grabbed a few and I've used them around my office and I love them. I love the looks of them. I love the way they're organized. And, uh, I am incredibly glad I found firebox cases. Now I reached out to Matt. I reached out to them and I said, look, I need to speak to the owner because this, these are sweet and I want to know your story and I want other people to hear your story, figure out how you got started. And, uh, yeah, you're gonna like you're gonna like the conversation with Matt. He's super down to earth. He figured out a way. He found a little bit of pain. He found a something that he thought could be solved, and he just went out and solved it. Um, like a lot of you guys have in the hobby, when you started the business, you figured out you know what there there is an opportunity, and I'm gonna go find a way to be the solution for that opportunity and that problem. That is what Matt did, and uh, it's awesome. It's really cool to hear. Um, no manufacturing background. He's a, he's an opera singer for crying out loud, and he figured out a way to manufacture. Quality cases for graded cards is a pretty cool story. And, and more importantly, he's a hobbyist, and he knows his stuff. You're going to find out the second half of this episode when we dig into Bowman draft. He knows his baseball. I was uh, I was a little blindsided by it. In fact, I did, I did not expect him to have the type of knowledge he had, and so I had to I had to real quickly put my uh, my thinking cap on and, and become the data nerd that I usually am. So it was good, man. I'm, I'm excited to have Matt back on the show early next year to talk about Bowman baseball. I think it'll add a lot of value. But uh, but again, go to go to Firebox Cases after you listen to this interview and grab yourself a graded card case. Um, put in promo code Breaker Culture and be sure to get that discount. And it's a great Christmas present. It's a great way to store your cards. And uh, it's an easy way to port them around safely. So it's good stuff. Now, a couple of things before we jump into the episode. Um, we've been putting out some more stuff. We actually took the month of November off. It was a much-needed break I'd poured a lot of hours into all kinds of stuff that we're doing, and uh, just needed the needed the break. <laughs> Only thing I did was focus on the Patreon page and pushing out some of the stuff to you guys that are Patreon members. Which, by the way, thank you guys for supporting us that way. It's been incredibly helpful and beneficial to me just to know what what's helpful for you guys in the hobby. But um, go check out our YouTube page. Link is in the show notes. Putting out videos there, some new ones around Prism Basketball, and. Uh, be sure to jump into the Discord channel. Um, the The community has grown considerably on the Discord channel, and uh, some of you guys are really cool. Most of you guys are really cool in the Discord channel. It's a it's, uh, it's been a it's been surprisingly enjoyable for me just to, to see you guys communicate, grab tips from you, pass ideas, and uh, it's the community that I had hoped for in the hobby. And so I really appreciate all of you who were part of it. Now, finally. Check out BreakerCulture.com this week. Four new articles coming out around Bowman Draft, Prism Football, what to look for in Major League Baseball heading in to uh, to the new year, and uh, a little surprise episode as well. So appreciate all you guys do supporting us. Have an incredible week. Enjoy the last episode of Season 3 and go check out FireboxCases.com. See
0: ya. thanks for having me
1: on yeah thanks for uh, making some time during the during the work week it's not so it's not so easy during the holiday work weeks I'm finding
0: (laughs) no especially not at at UPS where I work right now so uh, peak season is a little crazy but we got done early today
1: yeah so you mentioned you you have to see kind of your route do you walk in that morning and you see exactly kind of how your route is for the day is it's laid out for you or do you choose that
0: no, I mean, it all comes onto, like, into, onto our devices in a manifest, and I'm always in the same area, so yeah, it. it's always the same roads, different different houses day-to-day, but um, yeah, Cyber Monday was uh, was crazy because y'all buying a lot of crap, and I deliver it to you, um, but <laughs> now it's slowed down a little bit, so Black Friday, Cyber Monday's over. Not, like Towards Christmas, it'll get a little crazy, but other than that... Um, Pretty, pretty cushy gig other than
1: that. Nice. And by the way, I didn't buy anything on Cyber Monday, okay?
0: Good. So just you didn't deal with contribute it. to my misery.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, man, I'm excited to have you on because I. Uh, it's funny. I came across Firebox just inadvertently, right? I was looking for ways to store my graded cards. I've been really investing in the graded cards, and, and obviously a lot of my listeners do as well. And I came across your site, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I need to know more about this. And you and I connected, so it's been it's been good. I'm, I'm excited to hear the story of Firebox, but but real quick, let's let me just stop and let you explain to folks kind of what Firebox is and a little bit about yourself, and uh, and then we'll dig into your story.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, I'm an I'm a musician. I'm an opera singer, so um, I, I I don't really know how I got into collecting cards. Like through some friends, probably. I have a breaker friend and just a, a buddy that I played baseball with in high school and got me going on cards, and it just seemed like. Something that I could make some extra money on, like on the side, in addition to just loving baseball. I mean, I only collect baseball cards. I love baseball. I love my twins. Um, that I have like a I, there's a there's a whole room. It's part of my laundry room, but that's where I keep all my twins cards. Um, crazy stuff. Like cards, I'm gonna die with. Really?
1: Oh, okay. Like modern modern day stuff? Or you got a lot of? Yeah,
0: all, all modern stuff. Stuff that's not worth anything to anyone really, other than me. Like okay. my my big PC is Eduardo Escobar, oh, his nice. twenty eleven Bowman Chrome color refractors. So that, those are worth a couple dollars each, but um, they're kind of hard to find because most people aren't going through their boxes finding them. But that that's like the thing that I love the most is my Eduardo Escobar. When the twins awesome. let him go, that was so sad. Hmm. Um, but yeah, with my with my hours as a, as a musician um just had a lot of you have a lot of downtime like when you're at rehearsal you might go to rehearsal and then you're done for the day you got a lot of time at the end of the day if you're on a gig like i'll be away from my family traveling doing opera or whatever and just a lot of time to cruise ebay find find deals and so i got into collecting that way Hmm. um and then just just like you like everybody these days uh just sort of found the value of grading cards you know I, i it's not news to anyone that as a hobby we are grading cards at, at a pace like uh, unseen in history. Like yeah. we, there's so many graded cards, millions at PSA for, uh, like annually that they're yep. grading. And so it just made sense. Um, you know, if there's, if there's, if there's 50% more graded cards than there's ever been before, where are we going to put them? And so I thought, um, you know, I'm not and I'm not certainly not the first person to, to have uh, uh, this idea. There are other products like this on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, you know, I started small and my box that the original Firebox graded is a, really a pretty small box compared to what you can get on the market. And that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted something everything was either too small or it was too big. (laughs) And the firebox graded is like one showcase worth of graded cards. I I, I do set up from time to time. I wouldn't call myself really a card dealer. I do. I sell, I buy and sell cards, but I I wouldn't say I'm a dealer of of sports cards. I mean, one trip to the national and you know, that's like, you'll see cards there that just make you so sad about what you collect yourself. (laughs) Like people put you to shame the stuff that they're trotting out into their showcases. Um, but yeah, the way I, the way I pack a showcase, which is pretty tight, uh, a firebox graded is going to do one showcase worth of cards. Got and it. so I just, I wanted to stay organized like that. I wanted, I wanted kind of that middle, that middle size, something where I could have, you know, if I had two boxes along, I knew I had two showcases worth of stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> that's pretty much where it came from.
1: Okay. So, so let's back up a little bit. So you're, you're, you're obviously a collector, right? And you're, yes. you're searching for ways to store your cards and you obviously see different ways to do it out there. You're right. I I know there's a couple other vendors that make this stuff. Right. What did you see in the marketplace that made you think, you know what? Like, I I think I can do this first off and the stuff out there is not good enough outside of maybe the size and stuff. But where was the, I mean, where was the pain that you were feeling that truly made you think I need to do this on my own?
0: Right. Yeah. It was the capacities. It was the color and it was the, well, it was the locks that, the, of, of the <laughs> stuff that was kind of like in my face that i that i felt like you know people were gravitating towards it was yeah. the it was the capacity and the color and the the locks of the stuff that that i could get that i didn't really like and so i just made something that i liked better I love and it. it's uh, it's going well so far
1: i love it so how long have you actually been putting out cases then cuz i know i have the uh, original so it's how long
0: yeah, that I d- probably i think it's about a year at okay. this point Cool. Yeah, original Firebox came out like around Christmas time, I think last year. Nice,
1: mm-hmm. nice. So what? What is? I mean, do you have manufacturing experience? Did you? Did you have to learn no, everything no, from scratch?
0: No, all from scratch. <laughs> so all from cool. scratch, and it's very expensive, and it's uh, time consuming to get started uh, when you have to learn all that on the fly. I wish I had someone to walk walk me through it, but
1: yeah, no uh, kidding. So yeah, I mean. The, put us in the in your shoes there as you're as you're realizing okay I, I see I see an opportunity yeah. and I think you're right you hit the nail on the head like the, there is a massive opportunity with graded cards period BGS and PSA can't even I mean they can't even hire enough people to handle the grading right, right now Right um so put us in your shoes back a year and a half ago 2 years ago when you came up with the idea what did you start did you, did you draw out a sketch did you reach out to designers what 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 did you start with something like that
0: yeah, I just started with a with a giant piece of paper and a uh, a ruler and some slabs and um, start, started making measurements. <laughs> and uh, I mean, uh, the the basement, which is kind of like a movie area in my house, and uh-huh. like a, the kid the kids play zone is over in one corner, and then we used to watch movies here. I mean, I have sketches. I still to this day have sketches like taped. With painters tape up on the walls everywhere, and I mean logo designs, like crazy amounts of logo designs. Like the logo, the logo was something I I did myself too, and that's it's it's a simple logo, but I'm I mean I I do I I really think it came out well, and it's because <laughs> I uh, trial and error it so much.
1: <laughs> love it, love it. So so you draw out these sketches, and then uh, I mean. Where do you go with that? Do you just do you just start sit, finding people that will go design this for you? A manufacturing facility? Yeah, you
0: gotta you gotta find the manufacturers. Yeah, exactly. Got yep. it.
1: <clears throat> wow.
0: No, the hardest the hardest thing to, to, to design was the slab pack, which was our first of its kind uh hard shell backpack. Um, because ah, there are okay. there are the, there's a challenge trying to make it, you know, a slim enough profile but also protective um, hmm. be able to get a lot of stuff in that, in that backpack. The backpack is, I mean, that's my favorite thing. When, when I go, when I personally go to a card show, I bring my slab pack. That's what I, that's what I use. It, and that's
1: the one that looks like a carry on, right? Like I see it. I think, Oh, that's something like you, you throw that in an airplane and you're totally fine. Is that, a,
0: um, no, that's the backpack. This is the backpack. That's this the is actual up. hard
1: shell backpack.
0: Yeah. It's a backpack. Yep. Love it. The carry on is a well I mean we we I don't know if we're highlighting all the products here but yeah, the new them. yeah the new uh the new graded line of products is something that we just um put out a week ago really excited about these the level of protection on the pro line is um just on another level the protection and the and the the technology that goes into them they're all waterproof, they're all crush resistant, they're all heat resistant to 194 Hmm. degrees. They're all um, UV resistant, chemical resistant. They're all the waterproof. It's not just waterproof. It's like submersion proof. You can go into six feet of water and stay down there for up to half an hour. And the gasket that that um, is holding your cards in there is never going to fail. So Um, so let me let me
1: ask you real quick. Yeah when you were designing that and you came up with all these requirements, what in the world were you thinking? I need to get six feet of submersion. I need to cover that. <laughs> <How do> I, <laughs> what's the idea for having like a fully submersive case?
0: No, well, I, I didn't come <laughs> up with it. That's like an IP. They have a, a rating system. It's called IP. It's IP 67 rated. So it's submersion proof to, um, six feet of water, uh, dust proof, um, <laughs> It, it's nice. a whole thing but it actually it. this is like protection on, on a level with a with a Pelican case or
1: mm.
0: um I don't know what else is on the market but it is like a, a Pelican level of protection got it got it
1: and, and when when buyers reach out to you i mean is that what, what are kind of the sticking points that you're finding with your buyers is it is it that type of protection that they're they're being drawn to or is the lock system like what what is it that's really sticking out
0: they do the what's really satisfying about putting up this pro line is that when I fr- when I was just selling original graded, the original graded case, the original raw case, and the slab pack, yep. people would ask me because of the brand name. The brand is Firebox, so they would all people would always ask me, "Oh, this is fireproof," and yeah. I always had to say, "You know, ah, shucks, now it's not. It keeps it keeps your fire in, not real fire out." So it, it was it <laughs> was something it. It, it was something that everybody was looking for. Yeah, the problem is is that. First of all, even even the even high quality, you know, home safes are not fireproof. They they have a rating for you know a certain temperature for a certain amount of time, mm. and then after that time, then stuff is starting to burn. Mm. Um, a true fireproof box, the size of the stuff that I make, is going to weigh, you know, seventy eighty pounds at least. And the capacity, because of the thickness that the walls would have to be, hmm. is not, nowhere near what any collector really needs. It would be far too small, far too heavy, not portable. And really, we got, we got started on portable protection for your collection is kind of a, a slogan that we use a lot. Hmm. And that is, what we're, is that is what we're after, ultimately, is always being able to take your cards, go to the show, set up at the show if you need to, but, you know, five days at the National, you're not going to carry around uh, a fireproof box. You might want that at home, um, but there are other products for that. <clears throat> but Got the pros, the pros are, are are fire resistant up to 194 degrees. So there is like there is this satisfaction about actually bringing a, a product that, that has this fire resistance hmm. so that now when people ask me, is it fireproof? I can be like, not proof. I resistant to 194 degrees. So that, that is pretty satisfying.
1: That's awesome. I, I have no perspective on what an, like a, the temperature of a fire is. But like, was that like a normal flame is 194 degrees? Like, where does that temperature come from? I'm kind of curious. No,
0: I mean, a house fire is going to get up to, you know, 1200, 1500 okay. degrees, okay. like in the middle of the sweltering heat. But most of the damage that will come in, in a house fire or, you know, any other kind of fire is it actually comes from that water. From your sprinkler system, from you know firefighters hosing mm-hmm. everything down, so <clears throat> the bot a, a firebox pro is going to keep all of that stuff safe from water. It's going to keep the heat. Res- First of all, a slab itself loses, starts losing its integrity. Like they go soft, starting at like two hundred and eight degrees or something like that. Mm. So I mean, we are we are to we are almost to that point where the slabs themselves aren't going to be able to withstand it. So, um, that's
1: interesting. I didn't. And also, the
0: the heat, you know, up at the top, up at the top of a room is hotter than at the floor. So you got your case down there. It's gonna, with any luck, you know, survive until the firefighters get there, and um, be totally waterproof um, from its IP67 rating.
1: Beautiful. It's very informative. Yeah. 206
0: degrees that's good to know for a slab my goodness something something like that it, I, I mean I, I found it on a blowout forum a long time ago i don't know that there's been any scientific testing into what the melting point of a psa slab is because i don't know that the hobby is really crying out for that sort of research but yeah <laughs> somebody, somebody did that on their own i guess That's very
1: scientific most of the comments on blowout form are very scientific right <laughs> <laughs> um that's awesome man this is this is really cool so You've been doing this for a year. You obviously made adjustments. You got the pro line now, and I'm excited to get some of the pros and um, offer them up to some of the listeners for sure. But what what do you kind of got cooking, no pun intended, going forward? What, what's kind of got you, got you excited? Is it kind of focusing on the pro, doubling down on that, or do you have something else down that you're kind of adjusting no, to?
0: The capacities of the pro are, are sort of, I think, where we're all headed. Like mm. I, Like when I started... The box that was perfect for me was the was the firebox graded pr- uh, okay but now I have too many slabs like most of us I have so many slabs I, I can fill a slab locker now with my own stuff, hmm. which is um, you know that's not uh, I need to which means I need to sell some cards, but it also means <laughs> I think that the hobby is sort of moving towards you know having more of this stuff I mean that's obvious there are millions of 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 cards being created all the time yeah. So, but I don't think that that means everything needs to get bigger, 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 bigger. Um, the, the, the pros are obviously are have bigger capacities. They're made with ABS hardened ABS plastic. So they are they are also heavier than the than the original line. So for me, the, those two, those are like complement those products, complement each other if I'm setting up at a show, I'm probably bringing everything in a, in a pro. And then while, when I walk around, I'm putting stuff into a, into an original model because it's lighter. Um, Hmm. it's more mobile, it's more nimble. Um, but as far as, um, products into the future, we sort of just launched the pro and, um, you know, I'm sure something is, I have a few ideas in my head, but nothing that I've, I've, um, like we talked about earlier, got sat down and sketched.
1: Sure. Got it. So right now we're
0: just trying to get deep breath. Yeah. on these pros.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I guess for perspective, right? So the Firebox graded, which is what I got my cards in, I think it holds 60-ish BGS slabs. Is that about right? The BGS? And and then your pro graded, what does that hold? 140. There you go. Man, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, Firebox graded the 62 BGS slabs. And the graded pro does 140 exactly, wow. and the price point is, um, you know, it's seventy dollars plus shipping for the original graded, for the for the pro graded, it's 160 plus ship. So it's really just a for over double the capacity, just a little bit over double the price. But yep. uh, as far as the the technology, the protection level that you're getting, sort of uh, that sort of all comes free. If you think you might need two anyway. There's no reason you wouldn't ever get a pro for, for me hmm. <clears throat>
1: that is good to know i I'm excited to release this episode right before Christmas because if you're a if, if you're listening and you're trying to buy something for a collector like this is the ideal gift I'm telling you it's the ideal gift my wife sees me loading these things up and she's like you're such a nerd <laughs> but she <laughs> but she loves it because they look sweet right I've organized well, my room the, and I've stored them in my the, closet and it's protected
0: some people say to me you know I don't think you know, I, I'll give them my pitch at a show or something. They'll be like, wow, that is really nice. I just don't think I have nice enough stuff to put into to one of your boxes. And that, that is exactly the sort of the 180 degrees of how you should be thinking about, you know, putting your collection into a firebox is the box augments your cards. You don't need your cards to sort of augment the box. Whatever you put in there, whatever you collect, whether it's Eduardo Escobar <laughs> or it's Julio Rodriguez. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever goes in there means that it's important to you. You want it to look and and feel the best about it that you can. Right. And um, that's, that's what these things really do accomplish.
1: For sure. I, I will say, though, after I opened up the firebox, I thought, man, I got to get some better cars to put in there. <laughs> 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 it, it increased well, my I, average spin. So that, that's a good thing, I
0: think. Uh, yeah, it does. But I mean, I didn't. I I used to think that before I ever had a, a case when I was still putting my cards in cardboard. I always thought, man, I need better cards. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now I don't even care about my good cards. I only care about my Eduardo Escobars.
1: That's right. That's right. That's funny. I uh, I do need to get some good padlocks though, because I see your pictures and I'm like, I need some padlocks. Those are sweet. Um, do you do you keep your fireboxes out in the snow all year? Is that just, or did you just happen? <laughs> to-
0: <laughs> No, I don't. But, you know, they're, they're rated down to 40 below zero. So it was actually we had we were going to go do a photo shoot for to put up on, on the website, which is fireboxcases.com. And we needed to get these products on, on the site, but we didn't have any photos yet. Um, and the day that we had the photo shoot scheduled, unfortunately, there was a massive snowstorm in Minnesota, which, you know, that this is like a That's weekly normal. thing in right. Minnesota. And I was like, wow, what's going to happen? So I had these like bunch of pallets that I had from the shipment. Um, I don't usually keep like wooden pallets around my house, but, um, <laughs> they, they happened to be in my garage from this shipment of, of fire And so I brought them out next to my house and made a little backdrop of wooden pallets and sort of, um, built some levels of, of snow and we took our photo shoot for the products there next to the house. And the only thing that wasn't cooperating was the natural sunlight. So I had to do go in and do some editing on the on the light and whatnot, but I thought they came out pretty good. No, it looked really it looked that, awesome. That is that is part of what they're all about is like they're rugged; they can withstand those elements, you know, cold or heat. And they're you know it's getting snowed on, but no water is getting in. So
1: uh, if w- if I wouldn't know any better, I would have thought you planned the snow around your photo shoot. So <laughs>
0: well, no, I'd say I'm I'm good at improvising, I guess. <laughs> That's as, right. As a, mu- as a musician.
1: That's, uh, there. You go. There you go. It's in your blood. Um, I love it, man. Super cool stuff. And I'll mention this at the beginning. I'll mention it now. Use code breaker culture, go check out firebox and grab one. But, um, so, so tell me a little bit about working within the hobby, right? So setting aside maybe just the product specifically, what have you kind of, what's been your experience just getting deeper into the hobby and building connections and selling and dealing with collectors? What it's a big question but how would you kind of explain that experience?
0: Right. I mean, for me it just seems like the kind of thing that you have to do slowly. Hmm. You have to start small because it's it's uh, you know, if you're if you're doing a ton of breaks if if you, and you don't really know what what products you're getting into, mm-hmm. you can be in and out, you can be in and out of this hobby before you have even realize what's happened like you could be you know you could be a few couple thousand dollars you know to the bad before you even know what's going on so my advice is you know start slow make friends um those are the people that are going to help you social media is sort of king i would say i mean ebay eBay is obviously super important to to move stuff when you need to but Mm -hmm. you know a lot of cards get sold on instagram a lot of cards get sold on facebook <clears throat> some cards get sold on twitter it's kind of weird but uh, you know I'm <laughs> i still haven't figured that out i'm on twitter too but uh, you know all those avenues it, it, it is hard to hustle a, bi- a, a baseball card yep. so to, sh- to shut yourself off to any any outlet where you're going to be able to move a card um doesn't really make sense hmm. so i mean just all the connections all the social media <clears throat> and um, all the friends along the way because those people are really going to help.
1: There you go. No, that's, that's interesting. So, I mean, the, my previous, you know, 50, 60 episodes, we've had various interviews, but a lot of those have been group breakers who have started and learned how to get into the business over the last decade and all the ins and outs and all that stuff. And, I mean, there's tons of lessons learned, right? That's You learn lessons in any business. But um, what would you say has been the most difficult thing about, Kind of getting your product out there within the hobby the first year.
0: Um, just coming. I I came to the table late. I would say. Okay. Like there 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 are other, you know that the, there is there are other products that are that people have already sort of uh, you know tied their wagons to. Yeah. Um, you know yeah I think if we were all if we all started at the at the starting line at the same point. I'm, 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 I personally am very confident that Firebox is making the best product out there for, for storing your cards, for, for transporting your cards. And particularly now with the, with the pro line, the, the really intense high level protection that, you know, people with, with tens of thousands of dollars worth of cards really need to get into that kind of a thing. Because, uh, you know, you you don't think you need it until you do, Hmm and um you know just just coming late that's that was the hardest thing coming late to the game and uh, trying to sort of uh make a foothold for for my product amongst people who you know already have something else
1: interesting yeah and that makes sense so that it probably helps that you do have a good collecting background so it's not like or some group breakers right they'll jump into the hobby and they weren't really sports card collectors but they saw the dollar signs flashing and they thought it was easy and if you don't know sports cards, it's not easy at all. No, but, uh, no, that's, that's interesting. Do you, do you have a lot? I mean, locally, do you have a lot of shows pop through Minnesota?
0: Is yeah, that, we it, have a, we have a great club show. Do you okay? city sports collectors club? We have a monthly club show. Um, you know, um, that's at the Valley West mall in Bloomington. So if anybody from Minnesota is listening and has never been to the club show, they should definitely check it out. Great dealers. There a lot of stuff, good wax, um, Nice. um, Just a few, a few other mall shows too, but you know the regular one is that club show, and it's it's it does not disappoint as far as as far as a local regular show. It is it is a solid a solid show.
1: Very nice, very nice. I uh, I'm not sure how many northern listeners we have. My uh, my wife has family up there, so we go up there once a year. We go to Como Park for an event.
0: Oh, it's awesome! I love Como. They got orangutans. They got gorillas. My son loves that place.
1: I didn't even know they had that stuff. I was thinking more, there's a big football tournament up there every July 4th, and we go up there and we're at it with the. Uh, you
0: well. don't go to the zoo?
1: I didn't oh, even. Oh man, is it, is it pretty good? This,
0: oh, us, oh, the best. It's the best. You're <laughs> doing this so wrong. But the problem is, is that they built right next to it like an amusement park. So and that costs money. The the, the zoo is like a suggested donation. So you you know don't. Don't stiff the suggested donation, but really you're getting off pretty cheap. Then when your son or your your kids see the amusement park and the roller coaster and like, I want to go do that. Then all of a sudden you're a hundred bucks later, you're you've gone on five rides and
1: Oh goodness. That kind of a thing. Got so. it. I, yeah, I didn't I didn't even know that existed. I'll have to be sure to prioritize that next time. I, I love the whole suggested donation thing, by the way. We're at okay. a arbitrary or whatever you call them, right? Where you go and look at stars and here in kansas city and, and we're told hey it's a suggested donation of ten dollars so they got very proactive right we're going to suggest ten dollars so we walk into this place and this gentleman's there with an ipad scanning cards your credit card and i said oh man i thought this was suggested <laughs> and he said well you don't get a ticket without paying the suggested donation <laughs> it's like wait a wow. second this Guys, is this they is they that
0: to another level <laughs>
1: totally another level it was uh it's it's twisted. I my, thought they uh, were just
0: gonna shame you. I thought they were just gonna shame you like the like the plastic straw people. That that's are like, right. No, we don't we don't give you a plastic straw unless you <laughs> ask for one. Exactly. And then all inevitably, I'm like sipping a, a soda out of like the cup instead of yep. shaming myself and asking for a straw. So
1: funny, yeah, exactly. And you know what? I would have taken that. I would have totally taken the shame. <laughs> like, but instead, seventy dollars later, my whole family's looking at stars. But uh, awesome, awesome. So. What, what are you excited about kind of entering 2020 within the hobby? I mean, you got a lot of stuff going with Firebox, but are you, are you excited about improving your collection? Are you excited about doubling down and investing in Minnesota Twins? Like, what, what, what's got you excited about the hobby?
0: Well, I mean, everybody's excited right now about a Bowman draft. So I, I, bought, I, bought a, I bought five boxes of Bowman draft yesterday. So How'd I'm too excited about, I, I didn't rip them yet. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not big. I'm not big on ripping. I, I have a, a nice, uh, sort of unopened wax collection. Not nice, but it's like evolving. It's coming along. Wow. Uh,
1: that's impressive.
0: And, uh, so, but I do get one box of Bowman draft. I can't, I, I started late, but when I started collecting, <clears throat> I get one box of Bowman draft every year that I'm setting aside for my son. On his 18th birthday, I'm going to give him all these uh, Bowman draft boxes. So one of them is for my son for sure, but the other ones I'm I might rip, I might just hold.
1: Wow, you know, that is one of the coolest things I've heard for for your kids. You got to be dra- careful
0: though. You got to make sure that the that the redemptions in these things aren't the guys that everybody's going to be after. That's Otherwise a great point. You, you can't get point. the Strasburg uh, autos anymore out of
1: 2010. Yeah. So yep. be careful. That's a great
0: point. So, so far, so good. I mean, in this Bowman draft, we got Hunter Bishop, who I'm kind of excited about, has redemptions in there. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit like, yeah, I missed my <laughs> chance on a, a whole big prospect here. But That's awesome. I, uh, so I have this Patreon
1: page where we have, I put out this advanced analytics and I just put out a big report for Bowman draft and just so you know, the Minnesota Twins are ranked 20th in terms of average value. Uh, for, right. for sold card you probably knew that already anyway
0: but. well i mean they've got cavico but the price on the price on sort of uh i would say on the on team breaks is a little bit high for me just having one guy like cavico on the list and then then a bunch of pitchers i think isn't it for matt walner is on there yeah, walner who, steel I, can can reno i think is his name canarino's a pitcher yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Cavico, I like obviously he's a high a high pick, but the rest of them I haven't really heard of, and I live here and I follow that stuff pretty <laughs> close. So, well,
1: the 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 trending three day average for Cavico is, is thirty seven dollars and twenty two cents a, a base auto, which is pretty impressive.
0: That is solid. Yeah, yeah that very, is solid. Very solid. Very solid. Adley. But I mean, if if that's what you're going by, like like average base auto price, I bet I bet the Padres are. Are killing that because I mean, in Abrams base auto, I don't, I wouldn't know, but they're
1: ranked five. Yeah. Abrams at 171 and then Mirrors and and Briscoe. Yep.
0: And that's higher than the spot price for the Padres most of the time. There you go. So that, 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 I would always be there instead of on the Twins, but what
1: can you do? Do you know number one is? You want to guess what team is number one?
0: Well, I mean, I know that Adley base autos are doing like. I saw them lined earlier today at 300, yep. which is crazy to me.
1: 340—that's like three-day average. That's isn't like crazy.
0: That's like wander prices, and I mean, I know this—I know he was the number one pick, but he—he's not wander not yet. Well,
1: he's a catcher too, which catchers <laughs> usually know. don't command prices like that.
0: No, and he also didn't have a great start to whatever season he he got rolling on. So, and yeah. and, and,
1: and to keep piling on,
0: he plays for the Baltimore Orioles. So no, I wouldn't be three forty. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're most of the way to a to a gem, Julio Rodriguez base auto at, at three forty. Yeah, I mean I, I would be buying at three eighty. I would buy all the J Rod base autos for three eighty before I bought a, a raw Adley for three forty. Like that's that's just a no brainer to me. But mm. what do, I'm not going to poo poo anyone's favorite player. So.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Go I mean, get your
0: Adleys, people. Go yeah.
1: get. Them. That's right. That's right. Well, Andrew Vaughn at 174 looks like a pretty, pretty nice price to me. I'm, I'm a big Andrew Vaughn fan. I like culture. That's chairs.
0: good. First base profile is a little hard to stomach, sort of. It is over, the, over a long enough timeline. You gotta You gotta be Pete Alonso to make it work, but. Yeah. Whatever. No doubt. Yeah, he, he's good though. He's good.
1: Yeah. I'm bitter anyway, man. The, the Royals are ranked last because they have two players in the entire product. And they didn't put Bobby Witt Jr. in there, which annoys the heck out of me, but whatever.
0: Yeah, he'll be. they need their chases for Bowman. Bobby Witt will be in there. Oh, Vidal, yeah. Brujan's going to be huge. I mean, Brujan, Brujan for me, I thought Brujan was going to be in, in Bowman Chrome. but Yep. Um, Brujan is almost definitely going to be in 2020 uh, Bowman, and that's going to be a nice card. I'm going to be after those for sure. I like Brujan.
1: Okay, timeout. You have an impressive amount of knowledge. I did not know this going in. I'm, I'm really impressed.
0: <laughs> no, so, I, I'm a prospect. I'm a prospector.
1: Is that what you do then? So, so tell me about that then. What is that? Is that kind of what keeps you up at night with cards and stuff? You, you, you prospecting, collecting, flipping with, what, what's kind of your strategy with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, wow. I mean the, the cards, the cards that I buy and I sell, they're like I buy, grade, sell, flip, whatever are almost exclusively um, prospect cards. And it's, it's just, uh, I do my own research. I would just, honestly, I just, I listen to more podcasts than a normal person. I drive around in my UPS truck all day Hmm. and I just, I I have all the time in the world to listen to podcasts. So give me, what what
1: what, I love it. What what kind of podcast you listen to for this type of knowledge?
0: Oh, well, I mean, nothing is, nothing has crossed that bridge from like the people that are doing dynasty league fantasy yep. analysis, right, and and combining that with with like a card angle, yeah. I don't I don't think that that really exists yet. Finding like a real scout, and making him weigh in on, for example, twenty nineteen Bowman drafts checklist, mm-hmm. and like rank it as far as that is concerned, you know. And those people, the people that do these these sorts of analysis for for um, for dynasty league, uh, fantasy they're able to give you comps, you know, they're able to give you like major league comps. Like what's this guy's ceiling? He's going to look like, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, right. You know, and so then you can be like, okay, well, the long-term outlook is, is that on the, on the best case scenario, then they're able to give you like a, you know, a bottomed out comp. And they're able to give you kind of like a a realistic comp. And it's just, these, these guys are crazy. I mean, I don't know what kind of, in the card game, A lot of people are in this game for a lot of money, okay? I don't know what kind of game they're playing in. I don't play fantasy baseball myself. But I have a hard time believing that people are putting more money into fantasy baseball, into like their entry fees and whatnot, than than card guys are putting into their Bowman draft autos. Ah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not playing the right fantasy baseball. But somebody really (laughs) needs to sort of take actual scouting analysis and bring it to the card game because there's a there's a big edge to be had i think
1: no but doubt no, but it's,
0: i mean some of some of the webs the podcasts i listen my favorite is uh prospect one um with uh the host is named chris welsh okay at is it the welsh on twitter he's the he's a great prospector and um let's see prospects live those guys know what they're doing ralph lipschitz and eddie almaguer um on prospects live um, what else nice. do you listen to? Well, the MLB, the the MLB uh, pipeline podcast is yep. pretty good. That's kind of like,
1: I do like that one.
0: You know, that's like, that's like sort of the consensus, I would say. Yep. You know, you're not going to find like the, the, the value there you, to find the value. You need to take that, that pipeline list and go find these dudes that you actually think, Oh man, these guys are on another level as far as analysis and mm. where do their lists differ from that sort of, you know, industry, standard list and then that's where you find the value in the cards. So for like for me, I was buying Jeremiah Jackson base autos at like 10, 12, 15 dollars a piece. Hmm. Like back when when draft got released. Because my guy, Welsh, on prospect one was like, this guy is crazy athletic. He's got big power coming. You know, it, it hasn't manifested yet, but it's coming. Trust me. Just gotta watch the strikeouts a little bit. Then all of a sudden he blew up. He almost set the Pioneer League record for home runs. Now his base auto gemmed up. I think you know a PSA ten Jeremiah Jackson is probably like eighty bucks. Yep. Um, and I've got. I think I'm sitting on like nineteen or twenty base gems. Holy and crap! Okay. Couple couple blues. Nice. <laughs> nothing nothing too crazy. A couple blues. That, yep. That's as good as it gets. But, I mean, that's that's that was that was gold for me. Yeah. And he's he's on a he's on Trevor Larnock. That's why I have probably thirteen, yep. fourteen base gems of Trevor Larnock. And um, he hasn't really sort of he's probably his value is probably down since draft. Yeah, but he's uh, released. He's uh, ready to explode. Uh, he's coming, and he's a twin already. So you know, <laughs> he's somebody that I can totally get down with.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, you, you're right though. There, it's it's hard to blend the two. Um. And we it shouldn't be though. It's we're just working nobody... on it for sure here, but it's hard.
0: Yeah.
1: Because there's so many more elements. Like it's not just about comps. It's not just about stats. There's so many other things that factor into card prices like market, like the social media presence of a of a guy, like it, the perception of a person, like that plays into value a lot more these days. It's true. But ult-
0: ultimately, I think, you know, if they have that hit tool and they're hitting home runs, those are the those are the stats that you yep. really need to key into. Like uh, people, And the thing is, is that they, they will rank someone really highly for speed. Yeah. Right. Speed is speed is good. You can steal your bases and you can play great defense. That'll keep you on the field or whatever. But you're never going to get that helium. You're never going to get that huge card surge right. unless you're hitting unless you're hitting bombs. I mean. Really, really, you do need to be hitting bombs. If you're not hitting bombs, you better be hitting like 340,
1: 350. But even then, right, you got a Jeff McNeil who hits 330 all year and is worth nothing. Like, it doesn't really mean much, unfortunately.
0: That's true. That's true. No bombs. Yeah, See? no
1: bombs. Come on, man. Eat some bombs. Hit some bombs. No bombs. <laughs> um, nice. So you, so you go Bowman draft, you go Bowman you you buy base. It sounds like you don't buy base autos. You buy base. You flip and hold. And
0: I I, have buy, I, buy, I buy base lots sometimes. Yeah, it has to be the right players. Obviously, I mean, I think 2019 Bowman. If I'm buying, if I honestly, if I'm buying a box to to rip, I'm probably buying 2019 Bowman now instead of draft. Uh, draft is too hot, and draft always is hot. Draft to me, unopened is like a, like a hold, like one of the best. Yep. I I don't want to use the word, but you know, because a lot of people poo poo it. But if you're going to b- invest in something in the hobby as far as cards, unopened boxes of Bowman Draft it, it, for a few years at least are going to be great because there's someone popping all the time out of those things. Um, but if I'm ripping something, I'm ripping 2019 Bowman because hmm. that's got Wander, that's got you know Julio Rodriguez, that's got Luciano, that's got all the guys that have the helium that that I'm after.
1: Yep. I like the fact that you use the word helium a lot. It's just yeah, a very transcendent right. word. I like it.
0: Yeah, it's the helium because you, that's the <laughs> timing. That's like the timing aspect of everything we do. Like you need to sell. Obviously, you need to buy low. You need to sell high. And if these guys are never going to catch fire, if they're never going to go helium, then you're never going to find that peak. Yep. You're never going to make really any money off them.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Now, to add to your point, though, that buying Bowman Draft, I would – totally get behind that that strategy the only other yes. product i think is worth holding wax on and you're not a basketball guy but prison basketball is like essentially a guarantee to go up yeah. of year after year
0: it is and i'm not a basketball guy but i did get sucked in a little bit i got i've got three boxes of first off the line that just got delivered today to me
1: nice what's uh what I, price I, are you gonna I, I,
0: I played it pretty well I, the first one i jumped in at 340 because i'm like eh i'd rather have one yeah i told myself this is like a 300 hundred dollar box going into it i honestly did i'm like this is a 300 hundred dollar box there aren't <laughs> enough silvers in there to make it worth more than that but you know it started creeping down and i've got my friends are like you know on messenger telling me all day like oh my god first off the line prism is down to 350 can you believe this <laughs> and so it starts creeping into my head that i'm then I'm gonna miss out. So I did grab one at three forty, but then I grabbed another one at three fifteen and my a third one at three hundred, and then they sold out at two ninety five. So I I played it pretty well.
1: I would say you played it I'm extremely well.
0: At, yeah, I'd rather have I'd rather have that one at three forty than I've missed out completely, though. So mm. I'm not I'm not sad about it.
1: Yeah, you see some of these guys that got it in like nine hundred,
0: and you're like, oh man. Oh man, I haven't talked to anyone who went in that high. But yeah, I, I mean, I did, I know a bunch of people who were in at five and yeah. that to me was was a little bit crazy because you can buy a hobby box for probably 400. And that's got what, like 12 silvers in it. And these things, these things have four silvers.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's yeah.
0: it's not all about the silvers, but yeah, let's be honest, like the, the silvers are amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just it. Right. And I, I don't want to go down this prison path because I talk a lot about this already. But
0: oh, okay, if, if you're if
1: you're going to spend 500 bucks. You might as well just go buy yourself a retail
0: blaster case,
1: you know, and get yourself oh, 50 sure. silvers and have a shot at, you know, a numbered, you know, 25 car. But
0: yeah, that's that great. Work? I mean, I, I go out and search for this stuff if I thought that the crackhead's had not already hit it up, but I can't get any <laughs> of it. <laughs> I'm too slow. I got a job.
1: Oh, yeah. No, shoot. Trust me. I don't mean going to Target or Walmart. That's that's not for any <laughs> of us. Like, we'll leave that to that 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 group of people. That's, that's not for right. me either. Um, but I, I will say I it's impossible for me to walk into a target, even if I'm grabbing something for my wife and not just kind of walk by the card aisle, see what's going
0: on. Take a. Pint. Oh, I go. Every, of course you got to. I do it every time. I know I see the empty gravity feed and all the hooks with where the prism was hanging. And I'm like, ah, missed again.
1: That's right. That's right. I love it.
0: <laughs> all
1: right. So we got to wrap up. I know we got to go back to our families here, but uh, a couple rapid fire questions here for you. Okay. Okay. Favorite show to watch with your kids?
0: Uh, Animaniacs. Oh, you're
1: bringing back the classics with your kids.
0: Oh, man. They're all on Hulu. It's the best. I love it. That was my show when I was young. And now when you're an adult, you can even appreciate it more because they're making jokes that were way over my head when I was a kid. (laughs) I need to bring Animaniacs back up. I didn't even think about it. The, the whole thing when they're like, hello, nurse. I mean, that's like that's like scandalous if that's you know what true. the heck they're talking about. And then there's like the nurse is like, would you mind if I such and such? And then Yakko is like, I wish you would. <laughs> it's, funny. it's so dirty. It's so
1: dirty. And we this came up a couple episodes ago with somebody else. And, and they mentioned Animaniacs. is one of the shows that our parents wouldn't let us watch. Really? And, and, and wow. like my parents were one of those like back in the day, like they, they screened Animaniacs and said, you're just no way you're watching that. Oh,
0: and, and like, I, it, they did a, I thought they did a good job of keeping it over the kid's head. And, and so I, that wouldn't seem like a screener to me. Yeah. S- Simpsons was screened. For Simpsons sure. Was screened when For I sure. went to my grandma and grandpa's house, when I was at home, my mom and dad would let me watch it. But if I was over, over at my, ever over at my grandma and grandpa's, then they pretended like I wasn't allowed. Because they had to keep up appearances. <laughs> so good. Simpsons. Oh, now man. when Simpsons comes on, I'm like cringe. I'm like, God, turn this off. It's been on for
1: 25 years. No kidding. No kidding. What about with your wife? What's your favorite show to watch with your wife?
0: Oh, man. We have drifted. I was, we have. Uh, this is not the essence of a rapid fire question, but honestly, she and I have drifted so far apart on what we'd like to watch. Uh-oh. Oh, it, sad, it saddens me. She likes to watch these terrible programs. That I, I can't. Even, I don't even know the names of them. It's just <laughs> terrible stuff. Stuff that no man should ever be caught watching. And I'm like trying to get her to watch Better Call Saul. And we watched Breaking Bad together. Like, If you want an answer, I'll give you Breaking Bad. Okay. You know, or Game of Thrones. We watched Breaking Bad together. We loved every minute of it. But now Better Call Saul is coming on. And I'm like, hey, come on. Let's watch Better Call Saul. She's like, I can't go back to that place in my life. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I I can somewhat relate to that though so I, I feel I feel your pain a little bit there's, okay. a, there's good some, I'm not the only one you're not the only one there's some certain shows where like my wife won't sleep at night because it just consumes her and she's like I can't do that again I can't <laughs> go there so I, I get it I get it but I like okay. it. a good good show who's your all-time favorite musician
0: Oh well, Cheryl Milnes, it, This is not anyone that anybody's probably going to have heard of before. But I'm a when I'm singing opera, I'm a baritone. Like my voice type is a baritone. Okay. The, and my my teacher when I was at, I went to Northwestern University. When I was at Northwestern, one of my teachers was Cheryl Milnes. and he's like a just a, a golden age baritone who was super famous and the, like the best quintessential character in so many operas. And uh, so Cheryl Mills is is my favorite singer. Um, As far as musician, I don't know. If you want to get more modern, I don't know. See, I listen to like dead people and classic rock and I don't don't listen to anything modern on the radio.
1: Yeah, give me a classic rock. Give me something classic rock. Something we would we would know.
0: Oh, man. Grateful Dead. Okay, All right. Uh, Just anything from Grateful Dead. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Cat Stevens. I love all those guys. Kind of that chill, that chill sort of folky sound.
1: Nice. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, I figured it'd be an obscure answer, right? You're just, you're so, you're the upper echelon musician. You can't listen to the stuff that as <laughs> normal people listen to.
0: No, I do when I'm in the car. I do. <laughs> um,
1: all right. What's your, what's your go-to breakfast cereal?
0: Oh man, I don't have time for breakfast. Ain't no one have. we have, che- we have honey nut Cheerios in the house. That's the only thing, but I, you don't, I don't eat it.
1: Wow, what's your what's your breakfast food? What do you what do you do for breakfast? How
0: what's your what's no your breakfast? Snack? No breakfast. Ain't no one got time for that. You <laughs> gotta get to work. We gotta get to work. We gotta do our jobs. Uh,
1: all right, where does Minnesota? Where does Minnesota? Uh, the Twins? Where do they finish next year?
0: I think they'll win the division again. Okay. I, I I I don't know. I I haven't followed any news today. Who knows? Maybe somebody sa- signed Madison Bumgarner today. But you know, I have faith that he's coming, and we need someone because. Yep. You know, we lose to the Yankees when they have crap pitchers, and now they've got Garrett Cole, so it's not looking good.
1: Not looking good. (laughs) Not looking good. you got to pick one athlete to ride with you in your UPS route for a day. Which athlete is it?
0: Uh, Miguel Sano.
1: Nice.
0: I love Miguel Sano.
1: Will he fit in that seat? (laughs) (laughs) He would look funny in the jump seat. You're
0: right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Strap him in. That's right. You just need to get get a bat and have
0: him hit the hit the packages up to the front door. Yeah, I don't know. He also just he he doesn't have the most hustle of any of the twins either. So I don't know if he'd make it at UPS. His English, to...
1: is his is English good. Like, would he have a conversation? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's
0: pretty good. Okay. Not the not not perfect, but it's not bad. Nice, nice.
1: I love it. Right on, man. Well, Matt, it's been awesome. Thanks for thanks for making time. I uh, I'm excited to see some of the folks jump on and grab more Firebox cases, um, and I'm excited to get you back on and talk more more prospecting beginning next year.
0: Yeah, man, 2020 Bowman. I'm all about talking about it. I'm that's a I'm really excited about that product.
1: Yeah, we will definitely have you back on to talk about that. We'll talk about how the pros are doing your Firebox pros. That'd be good.
0: All right, great,
1: awesome, man. Thanks again, Firebox. It's FireboxCases.com, correct?
0: That's right, FireboxCases.com.
1: FireboxCases.com. Enter Promo code Breaker Culture for ten percent off. Pretty sweet deal. All right, brother. Have a good week.
0: See you, Todd. See you. Bye.